Welcome to the Crime Lot Sports Talk. We are live on Monday. It is feel good Monday. Feel good because I say the Cardinals, they beat the Green Bay Packers yesterday in a pivotal game to clinch a first round bye. We will get into some Cardinals. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of statistics in that. And I'll say this before we move on, though, about the Arizona Cardinals. They have scored 78 points in two weeks. 78 points. Philadelphia Eagles, 38. And last night, they put up 40 on the Green Bay Packers. They are scoring just as much as our Phoenix Suns, and we'll get into the Phoenix Suns later on the show. Hopefully, I forget, but we will get into the Suns basketball. They fired two coaches over there. We do have a game tonight. It is the Bengals and the Broncos. Bengals and the Broncos. The Broncos are 10-4. and, four, 10 and four. They've lost two straight games. They lost, um, wow, in Philadelphia, and they got to Cincinnati. This is... Um, this game right here tonight, for one, is all about my fantasy. I had to come back last night, but I didn't know this guy had the Bengals as a defense. And they have a pretty good defense. They're 11-3. and three. They win tonight. They clinched the, uh, probably what the Cardinals did yesterday, a first-round bye in the playoffs. But then it still comes down to who clinched home field, the Cincinnati Bengals or the New England Patriots, who lost yesterday to the New York Jets. On a bonehead play. I don't understand it, but I get into it. I'll talk about it for a second or two. Tonight's game, Bengals, Broncos. Brock Osweiler is still at quarterback. Peyton Manning is going through some stuff. And, you know, we're going to talk about that Peyton Manning situation. It has to do with PEDs. I think it was 2011. Now, these are not facts. These are just allegations. All this is alleged stuff that I will be bringing to you until the facts come out. You know the facts always come out. Peyton Manning. He's been accused of taking a PED, HGH, performance enhancement drug. And this was, uh, they say it was shipped to his wife during 2011 when he was rehabbing his neck. Maybe, but he vehemently denies that he hasn't taken any drug. You know, guys who take drugs that don't want to get caught or illegal drugs that don't want to get caught. And I mean, do not want to get caught because it's a banned substance in the National Football League. At one point, all drugs were legal. Not just National Football League. All drugs were legal until you found out what it did to your brain, your body, everything else that has to deal with your livelihood or daily livelihood. But what Peyton Manning was allegedly accused of taking was HGH to get his neck fixed or maybe to heal his neck or maybe to get stronger during this neck surgery, which he had four of them. Uh, as a documented, but guys who adamantly deny that there was, they were not taking any drugs. Unfortunately, we always find out when the facts come out. Now, again, this is all alleged stuff. There's no facts as far as where I'm coming from. This is alleged stuff. But it always come out that they've taken drugs. What happens to a guy like Peyton Manning if he is, in fact, found guilty of taking a PED, HGH. And is it all that bad? He's a quarterback. He was having neck surgery. 
The thing about it is we want him to live on the football field, but we can care less when he's off the football field. I think, personally, it should be okay. It should be okay. But if it's in the business you are in, if it's in football and it's banned, then you can't take it. Now, I'm not going to let that overshadow what the Broncos have to do tonight, and they better win because I don't need the Cincinnati Bengals defense playing outstandingly. I need the Broncos to score about three touchdowns, and that will secure my fantasy. Remember, first and foremost, it's all about my fantasy. I am up 22 points, so the Broncos must win. So I don't want this Peyton Manning situation to overshadow that because this, is go, this story is going to go well into the offseason. Well into the offseason, and it's unfortunate that the timing of it comes out when teams are in the playoffs. It's unfortunate that whoever, actually the guy was secretly mic'd up. He was a pharmacist, but he was secretly being video or being recorded and just name-dropping. If you were sworn to secrecy, why and how why and how could this come out? Why and how could this come out? A guy who does understand the situation, you remember the track star, Tim Montgomery? He says he understands. He understands where Peyton Manning is coming from. And the rest of those guys who've taken it, there was quite a other a few guys on the list. Peyton Manning, I think it was uh James Harrison for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and who else was up there? Let me find these names. But quite a few other guys was on that list. And on ESPN coverage uh, yesterday, you know, you had guys coming to Peyton's rescue, coming to his defense. His defense was, you know, Keyshawn and those guys. Keyshawn coming and talking to Peyton Manning on a panel discussion. That uh, And Montgomery said he understands where Keyshawn's coming from. He understands that, that these guys are going to look out for each other. And, you know, it's a brotherhood. It really is. So these guys are going to look out for each other. Um, but then Peyton Man- Manning. Peyton Manning hires Ari. I want to say this, guy, this guy's name. It might be Flazier. Ari Flazier. F-I-E or F-L-E-I-S-C-H-E-R. This guy is a crisis management expert and, for former, and former George Bush press secretary. Why would you need to hire this guy? I know your 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 honor and your word and your your image could be tainted in this situation, but if you didn't do it, you didn't do it. The worst thing about not doing something and everybody said you're doing that's the frustrating part when you know you didn't do it. You know for a fact that you did not do it, but somebody or everybody gonna say you did. That's the most frustrating thing ever. Um, trust me on that one. But this guy, he represented Tiger Woods. That was a crisis, right? That was a huge crisis. Mark McGuire, another crisis. Mark McGuire, let me give you some more names. And Washington Redskins owner Dan Snyder. This was recently. This, th- these things were recent. The guys, I, the guys that I mentioned, Peyton Manning, James Harrison, uh, Mike Neal, Julius Pepper, Clay Matthews. On the MLB side, Ryan Howard for the Philadelphia Phillies and Ryan Zimmerman of Washington Nationals. That would be hockey. But all these guys who denied it, all these guys who denied You remember Mark McGuire went in front of Congress, in fact, denied, denied, denied. Mark McGuire, I think, is now a batting coach for somebody. He got a chance to be in the league. That's another story for another time that I could speak 
an hour on and wouldn't understand why and how. Here nor there. But those guys, those guys, they hired Peyton Manning hired Ari Fleischer, a crisis management expert, and former President George Bush press secretary. So if you're, guilty, if you're not guilty, I don't think you need to hire guys like that. I don't think you need to clear your name up if, they, if they, there's no facts to it. But then you will ask yourself, don't all athletes, or anybody for that matter, know what's going into their body? Well, I just think Sprouts and Trader Joe's, I just think all that stuff was healthy. It's just some of the stuff in there that's healthy. Everybody doesn't know what goes in their body. Or you, maybe you trust the trainers or the doctors. You trust them that much because you think they got your best interest in heart. But that's not the case in this. In, well, we don't know. We, actually, with Peyton Manning, we don't know because the facts will come out. Again, Tim Montgomery, you remember this, the track star Tim, who spent four years. He had his own problems. Four years in prison on some check frauds and some other stuff. He used to be married to Marion Jones, the track star. One of the fastest women on the planet. Then we found out she took some drugs. Same thing. And she used to be a basketball star also. Again, this situation with Peyton Manning and this HGH will go well into the season. Unfortunately, it goes into the playoffs. Unfortunately, we're talking about it right now in a situation where the Broncos play the Bengals tonight on Monday Night Football. Broncos 10-4, 4-2 at home. They need this win. And the Bengals have been playing well. A.J. McCarron, he's played well in the absence of his starting quarterback, Andy Dalton. He's going to have to play well tonight if he wants home field advantage in the AFC. And this is the AFC North where Pittsburgh lost the game last night. We'll get into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had no business losing to the Baltimore Ravens. They controlled their own destiny. Then they found a way to lose to the Baltimore Ravens, 20-7. to They couldn't score in the first quarter. They were nine and five. They were nine and five, losing this game nine and six. Baltimore Ravens are five and ten team. They they're not even. I know what it is. It's a divisional opponent. You play each other twice a year, so you know each other. Whether you're the worst team in the division, you're still going to play each other tough. But Pittsburgh, with everything at stake, they played Baltimore Ravens yesterday and lost. And I think they would have played. Um, they have another, what I would call cake game, and they. They would have got into the playoffs. Now they're on the outside looking in. They don't control their own destiny. Nine and six, you think, okay, they win next week. They'll be 10 and six. That's a good season, right? In a tough conference. The Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, who play tonight, who's the top of that conference, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. You would think that's a tough conference. It used to be one of those, it used to be what the black and blue division was in the NFC West with the Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions. Uh, Green Bay Packers and who else was in there? Let me see. Uh, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, Detroit Lions, and the somebody else. We'll get to it. But Pittsburgh Steelers no longer control their own destiny, which is unfortunate because now you have to wait till teams lose, and hopefully you better hope that the Denver Broncos beat the Cincinnati Bengals tonight. And I really need that, too, and you know why. Other games that were played yesterday, the uh, Saints beat the Jaguars. Okay, whatever. Let's, let's move on to that. That's nothing to talk about. Um, neither one of those guys are going anywhere, 5-10. and 10. They can't win on the 
rolling where they won in six away. Saints are even at home at four, four games. Talked about the Green Bay Packers and Cardinals briefly. We'll get more into that because that takes some time. That needs to be have some attention to it. The New York Giants, six and nine, loses to the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings has clinched the playoff. Teddy Bridgewater, good for you. In your second year, you look like you could be the future for that Minnesota Vikings team. Great job, Patrick Peterson, in getting me 19 points in my fantasy football. That game was won by the Vikings, 49. They put up 49 points, and the Giants, 17. They couldn't score in the first quarter. Second quarter, they got three points. Then they got seven in the last two quarters, in each of the last two quarters. 17 points. That is too bad. And I want to talk a little bit more about the New York Giants. I know I got to go to break, but I want to talk a little bit more about the New York Giants because no one is getting on Eli Manning from being this terrible. He is, it's not Odell Beckham Jr. who was the reason why they lost his game because he didn't play because of the bonehead decisions he made the week two prior. Eli Manning is not making great football decisions as a quarterback. The New York Giants, Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to talk about that game on the other side of this break. Kwame Lass of the Sports Talk. Quick break, and I'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome back, Kwame Lash from the Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. My feelings about this allegation range from angry, furious, disgusted. That's not me, because I care less. That is Peyton Manning. That's how he feel about this HGH situation, about someone, he's sickened by it, about someone saying that he used the drug. So you can understand why he will hire a guy who's a crisis management you can understand that. I wonder what happens to this guy if all this stuff is fake. Because if you accuse somebody of something 
And I said there's quite a few shows in other situations as far as how people get accused, spent some time in jail, never did it, but nothing really happens to the one who made who's the accuser. I wonder what happens to this guy if it comes out that none of this is true. Peyton Manning was, in fact, telling the truth about not taking HGH, not taking a performance hand drug, not taking shortcuts. Uh, and then, if so, what happened to the legacy of Peyton Manning? Because we talked about the legacy of Tom Brady and a lot of scandals that the New England Patriots have. That's why guys will come out to work, work like Keyshawn Johnson, because of, it, it really is a brotherhood. And you can't believe, and I'm a Peyton Manning fan, so it becomes hard to believe that you're somebody you like. But you don't know until the fact I like those baseball guys. Barry Bonds was never, I mean, he was accused. Barry Bonds, they never found him. I mean, they got an asterisk by his home run. He's the home run king of Major League Baseball. But they never found him guilty. Al Jarrell reported a title. He has a, uh, a documentary out called The Dark Side. So you can check that out for yourself. That's enough on Peyton Manning and his uh, alleged drug use of HGH, performance enhancement drug. On to another Manning, Eli Manning. No one's talking about Eli Manning and the New York Giants, or maybe they are talking about the Giants, but Eli Manning and his decision-making skills. They are 6-9. and nine. And the NFC East, which is Washington has, has clinched the NFC East. They're 8-7. and seven. This is the worst. And a, a team will have to go play them. <sighs> the Dallas Cowboys, 4-11 in this conference. New York Giants, 6-9. and nine. New York Giants were supposed to run away for, with this conference. But you got to line up and play. Kirk Cousin, in my opinion, regardless of the sabotage that happened to RG3, Kirk Cousin is the quarterback for the Washington Redskins. He's playing with so much confidence, and he looks like I, – I was, I was a Kirk Cousin fan. I thought that was a great draft pick in the third round out of Michigan State. Even, you draft, even though you draft RG3, Robert Griffin III, in the first round out of Baylor, I thought you got two good quarterbacks. That is – you need two good quarterbacks in the National Football League because that second guy is going to play. Washington 8-7 and seven in the NFC East. Who cares? They're weak. The problem I'm having with their 8-7, and seven, and they might end up 9-7, and seven. Oh, they could up could end up eight and eight and still win the division. Philadelphia Eagles six and nine. They could control their own destiny. They lose they lose to the to the Washington Redskins, 32-31. They lose at home. You beat the Washington Redskins, and then I think the Philadelphia Eagles might have to play the New York Giants. You beat them. You win the division. Then Chip Kelly might be your head coach again. Or oh, he might be your general manager again. This guy has too much power. He's the general manager, Chip Kelly, for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's the general manager and the head coach. And there are no repercussions as far as him losing any one of those jobs. There are some repercussions to what he did to that team, and this is the reason why they're 6-9. and nine. Worst case, they should have been 9-6. and six. Worst case, they should have been 10-6, and 10-6, and, and finishing up the next week game. Chip Kelly is the general manager. He gets rid of Deshaun Jackson. He gets rid of Shady McCoy. Gets rid of a lot of linebackers and bringing some guys that he don't even play. You won't give the ball to Darren Sproles enough. Darren Sproles, has talked to, he should touch the ball 43% of the time of a football game. That guy is a playmaker. I'm not even talking about his punt returning ability. 
But then you got the Washington Redskins, eight and seven, Philadelphia six and nine. Tied with the Philadelphia is the New York Giants. We're not going to talk about Dallas Cowboys because the reason why everybody thinks they're an American team because you still talk about them when they are irrelevant. Eli Manning, from the first game of the season, been making bonehead decisions, but nobody's talking about him. I don't know if this Manning family, this is not a this is not a royalty, in my opinion, because of Archie Manning, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. If you stink, you stink. There's not enough of the football guys that's on all these publications, all these TV shows that are talking about the decisions of Eli Manning. What you want to talk about is Tom Coughlin losing his job. That's the one thing you would rather talk about than Eli Manning. He has made bad decisions. If there was anybody else, he would have lost his job. RG3 lost his job. But here's the difference between RG3 and Eli Manning. Eli Manning has two Super Bowls. As a wild card, he wins, they win the Super Bowl. I don't like to say he because there's no one quarterback, there's no one person that does him by himself. Although he may look be the face of that team, he may be the guy that's touching the football more often than anybody else. No one guy wins the game. Eli Manning has made bone decisions, clock management, time management, down and distance, certain situations on the field, tendencies. This guy's playing like a chump, but he's still the starting quarterback. I don't even know who the backup quarterback is because he will never play. I couldn't tell you who the backup quarterback for the New York Giants is. I'm not interested in looking it up neither. But to be 6-7 and seven in a weak division, the NFC East in a weak conference. Don't talk about Tom Coughlin and him losing his job. Tom Coughlin, really? He's not worried about his job. I'm in the mindset that if he got fired for the New York Giants, somebody, it will be up to him if he want to work again because somebody will hire this guy because for some reason, somehow, he's able to keep that team at least at least with a shot at the end, regardless of how weak the team is or the weak the conference is. He's been able to keep those guys somewhat relevant. But you have to talk about somebody in each conference and who are the two teams you're going to do. It was the Giants and the other three teams. Washington, Philadelphia, Dallas. Let's move on. Let's move on to uh, – I'm not going to talk about the Houston Texans who probably who clinched the NFC South because Indianapolis stink. Indianapolis did win yesterday, and they beat the um, Miami Dolphins, 18-12. They beat the Miami Dolphins. But Texas come out of nowhere. They come out of They are 8-7. One more game. They're 9-7. So team, a team going to have to come to them. But they beat the Titans. I think the Titans was out there quarterback, uh, Marcus Mariota, because he had a spraying MCL. Another game that came down to it, the Chiefs. The Chiefs beat the Cleveland Browns. Johnny Menzel still the quarterback. But this is more about the Chiefs. 10-5. This is a team that was 1-5. They were 1-5 in week six, and then they go on a run. 5-2 and two at home. Andy Reid, has coach of the year came out yet? Andy Reid should be coach of the year. Because what he was able to do, I think they have eight pro bowlers on that team now. Johnny Mazzell throws the interception, 136 yards. That's, that, I could do that right now. I could do that right now. He's also their leading rusher. 
Kansas City Chiefs beat the Cleveland Browns 17-13. I'm more impressed with what they've done as a team. The win, they should have won that game. 17-13. They put up 10 in the first quarter, 7 in the second. Couldn't sc- I wonder why a team like that couldn't score, because Alex Smith doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He, he managed this game well, but he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. But you couldn't score in the third and fourth quarter. But you let the in the third and fourth quarter for the Cleveland Browns, you let the Cleveland Browns get seven, and then the fourth you let them get three. But you did shut them out in the first, and you have to stop fast, but the Kansas City Chiefs didn't finish strong. My, my award for coach of the year it has to go to Andy Reid. This, this team was one and seven. They lost their running back. They lost their star running back to an ACL. Towards ACL, and they go on a run. And I think they win nine straight games. Nine straight games, if the Kansas City Chiefs, well, they put themselves in a position. If the Denver Broncos lose tonight, Kansas City Chiefs might be AFC champs. AFC West champs, let me say that. You're not AFC champs. AFC West champs, they put themselves in a great position. They are in the playoffs at 10-5. and five. They are in the playoffs, and they put themselves in a great position after starting the season 1-5. One in five. Andy Reid is my coach. Not coach of the year. He can't be coach of the year because Bruce Arians, what he did with that, he's the coach of the year. Most improved coach of the year, Andy Reid, and that team. 49ers and the Lions. Let's get into that. Oh, let's not. Lions beat that game 32-17, moving on. Bills beat the Cowboys 16-10. Uh, 16-6, I'm sorry, moving on. There's no really good games. Here's the game that we should be talking about. The Atlanta Falcons, who are 8-7 and seven now, they're 8-7 and seven because they beat the Carolina Panthers, who was 14-0. and 0. Now, I know the Carolina Panthers didn't start the season and say, let's go undefeated. But the way they were playing, and they were playing with the absence of, of, of Benjamin Franklin, their star, young star receiver, who tore his ACL in preseason. They are 14-1 and one right now. And then it comes down to this game. They score seven points. The Carolina Panthers have been scoring. They've been averaging about 25 points a game. They, they was only able to get 13 points in this game against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, again, this is a NFC South conference opponent, division opponent. 14-1 and one is not bad. 14-1, that one game against the team that you play twice a year, it's not a bad loss. Just you was on a roll. You can't play around. And we said this on the show. You can't play around too much, Cam Newton. I don't think you were playing around. But I think you had in front of you some great opportunities, which, um, which one of those things being MVP, lead MVP. Now it's going to come back. Now you bought Tom Brady. You bought – now these guys were in the mix, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer, who won last night with a messed up finger, he was able to throw two touchdowns, end up throwing an interception right to a defense alignment, which was crazy. But Carson Palmer, Cam Newton, Tom Brady, you just put them back in the mix. Because it's not that you lost the game, it's how you lost the game. You 14-1 and now, there's a bigger prize. Home field advantage through the playoffs, which the Cardinals are still in a position to get. 
because the Cardinals play Seattle, who lost, and we'll get into that Seattle game on the next segment. But the Seattle Seahawks lost to the Rams. I think they've, the Rams have swept them this year, if I'm not mistaken. First game of the season and then yesterday. But Cam Newton, we're going to go over some Cam Newton stats when we come out of break. Let's take a uh, break in, a, in, a, in about 30 seconds. We'll take a break. But we'll go over some Cam Newton stats uh, coming out of the break because he's still one of the top quarterbacks. Remember, we used to talk about other guys who didn't have receivers. Cam Newton doesn't have any top receivers. Tay again is just, he has his tight end. His tight end is his guy. But Tay again drops three balls for everyone he catch. He's just a big play guy, and you better hold your breath in the, if he catches or not. The Atlanta Falcons beat the Carolina Panthers 20-13. We'll talk a little bit more on that before we move on to some other games, maybe, probably the Cardinals game. Kwame Sports Talk, t- take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back to Kwame Life Sports Talk, 888-346-911. We're going to get into some Cam Newton stuff, but let me say this about players and their spouses. Tell your spouse to shut up. She's not in the locker room. She's not at practice. And I'm talking about the one, Miko Grimes, the wife of Miami Dolphins cornerback, Brent Grimes. This is not the first time she said something about anything dealing with her husband. This is what happened when you get on Twitter. This is what happened when you're a social media nut. Once you push that button, it's done. It's out there. Regardless of when and how you delete it, it is out there. She rips Tannehill, talking about she knew this quarterback stunk. What do you know about quarterbacking, for one? What in the world do you know about quarterbacking, Miko? 
Grimes. And I'm starting to think that it's not that she could come out and just blurt the stuff because she's not at practice. She's not in the locker room. She don't know the playbook. She don't know the game plan. Maybe Brent Grimes is telling her these things. She was upset that last year, I think it was last year, her husband didn't win MVP of the Pro Bowl, which was held out here in Arizona last year, which will be back in Hawaii, Honolulu, Oahu this year. Listen, the Pro Bowl is a joke. It is, a, it is not what it used to be. The way they're doing it now with Deion Sanders and Michael Irvin drafting so you might be able to play against one of your own teammates. There's no AFC and NFC anymore. You might be able to play against one of your own teammates. But the Pro Bowl's a joke. MVP doesn't always go to the guy. If you know anything about football, you know this game. It's not, I mean, he could have an interception or two. But there may be, you're not watching the defensive line. You're not watching the offensive line. You know how valuable they are to what they're doing in that football game. But you see your husband because he's isolated on the corner. She's been a harsh critic of um, Ryan Tannehill on her local radio show. She has a radio show. This is why. I'm going to have to get her on this radio show. And I asked her, why is she so? Well, I guess if she has a sports show, she could talk football. It just happened that she's talking about her husband. Miko Grimes has taken aim at Dolphins quarterback Ryan Tannehill. Posting on Twitter, I knew this quarterback stunk the minute we signed him to the team. But I tried to keep quiet so I didn't discourage She said Bay, B-A-E. I didn't discourage Bay from being, from believing in his team. You, you can't tell him to believe in his team. You're not there. It's like a, it's like fans who think they got something to do with the player's salary. You're a huge part of what happens off the field, fans. This is ridiculous. Oh, Tannehill. She also tweeted, "I should have known we were going to lose when I heard we didn't complete a single pass in two minute drill this week against the practice squad defense." She added. Now, how would she know that? She's not at practice. She's not at practice. How would she know that? So maybe Brent Grimes is doing all the talking. I dislike guys who talk to somebody who doesn't matter to the big picture of winning games. Brent Grimes, this might be on you. Miko, I apologize. Brent Grimes, this might be on you. How would she know that the... Ryan Tannehill didn't complete. This was early in the season when she said this, because I remember this. And she still then didn't have a reason to say anything about it. But how would she know that he, Tannehill, did not complete a pass in two-minute drill against the practice squad? Yeah, that is, that's, uh, has to do with Brent. Let me get into Cam Newton. Cam Newton yesterday, he was 17 for 30, 142 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. I'm glad, I, I'm glad you're not in my fantasy. No touchdown. Your, your, your best receiver, that could have been Corey Brown or Greg Olson. Greg Olson is the one receiver that he does have. I'll tell you who. He's the one security he does have. But you know what? This doesn't. Ted Ginn Jr., the big-time playmaker, one receptions for nine yards. What did they thought the Atlanta Falcons are just going to come in and lay down? This is crazy. You're an undefeated team. You are a better team, although I couldn't understand why 
the Atlanta Falcons were playing the way they were playing this year. I think they are eight and seven. Eight and seven and might have a chance. Maybe. Long shot. You don't control your own destiny anymore. Julio Jones, thank you, because I do have you in my fantasy. But they finally threw the ball to Rowdy White. He had five receptions for 67 yards. No touchdowns, though. Julio Jones, nine receptions, 178 yards, one touchdown. Thank you. I needed that, although I have a finished this off. Cam Newton loses a fumble. He fumbles and loses the fumble. Josh Norman, Josh Norman, the lockdown corner, recovers a fumble. That goes a long ways in the turnover, because when you talk about turnovers, then we talk about the Arizona Cardinals and what they did yesterday against the Green Bay Packers. As soon as I finish out, why this number one team, Carolina Panthers, loses to the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons is number two in that division, NFC South. They're, like I said, they're eight and seven. What happened to uh, their quarterback? What happened to their running back? Their running back is, is pretty good. Now, he's been that guy. He was the second running back in this uh, coming into the season, Devontae Freeman. He and Tyrod Ward. Devontae Freeman took that job and never let it go. 22 carries for 73 yards. It's not bad. You're making an effort to run the football. His longest was 14. He did get an end zone once. But you're making an effort to run the football. Uh, but these numbers and these turnover factors – and I, and I talked about Cam Newton that he put, in my opinion, he put everybody back into the MVP race uh, as far as Tom Brady and Carson Palmer is concerned. Carson Palmer did just enough. If these guys are not careful, Carson Palmer, the way he's playing, nine straight wins, the Arizona Cardinals, if they think this is a wrap, Cam Newton and Tom Brady, Carson Palmer could be your Super not your Super Bowl. Well, he could be your Super Bowl MVP. That's down the road, though. Let's, let's, let's not go too far. They have one more game against the Seattle Seahawks. But if they're not careful, he could be the league MVP. He's having an outstanding year. And we'll get to Carson Palmer numbers uh, in a second. Outstanding year uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, winning nine straight. Let's get into the what the Arizona Cardinals did. They won. I said they won. The game, 38-8. to eight. They put up 78 points in two weeks. Those are big numbers. 78 points in two weeks. They didn't score in the first quarter. Neither did the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, Green Bay Packers didn't score in the second quarter. They was able to put up eight points in the third. This is probably why Kurt Feltkeller is not in today, because he's a huge Green Bay Packers fan. They didn't score in the fourth quarter, Green Bay Packers, so they only amassed eight points, and I told you that, 38-8. So, Kurt is a huge Green Bay Packers fan. Demery, who's a huge Indianapolis fan, although they won, but it didn't matter because the Houston Texans controlling that division now. I think they're the NFC South, AFC South champs out of that division. But, yeah, there's no Kurt Felkeller today. You wonder why. He's going to come in tomorrow and say he had to work. Oh, he was working. He was doing some extra work. Cardinals didn't score in the first quarter. They put up 17 points in the second. They put up 21 points in the third. Now, why didn't they put up anything in the fourth quarter? Well, you didn't have to. You didn't have to play Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer didn't finish the game. He did not finish the game because it makes sense if you got a, you win that game, you get a first-round bye. The Cardinals clinched the playoffs last week against the putting up 40 points against the Philadelphia Eagles, 
This week, they clinched a first-round bye. Now, you would think there was nothing else in state. Would the Bruce Arians rest his guys? No, because they have Seattle, who loses the game yesterday to the uh, St. Louis Rams. I told you the St. Louis Rams swept the Seattle Seahawks, which is good because the Cardinals, you still have to play because now possibly you've played for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The Carolina Panthers did lose. So if they lose next week, the Carolina Panthers, the Cardinals, you beat Seattle, you got home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Home field advantage. That is huge. And that is being consistent. Carson Palmer was 18 for 27 with 265 yards. Two touchdowns. I did mention he had a bonehead re, uh, interceptions. And I'm not blaming the finger on this because he threw it right to the guy that was in front of him. It was supposed to be a screen. You've been playing long enough. You, you possibly the MVP of this league. You can't make that mistakes, and I know you know that. Michael Floyd balled out for the Arizona Cardinals. He had six receptions for a 111 yards. He went 45 or 47 yards on the dig route. Now, I was at the game, but I was in a press box, and I still felt that there were too many Green Bay fans. This is Arizona, and Green Bay is what it is. It's freezing cold. This is Arizona. But I, I'm with the – I've always been this way. It didn't take Bruce Aarons coming to Arizona to say this. I've always felt this way. If you live here, root for your team. And rooting for your team is not selling your tickets to as opponent teams. It, that money, it can't be worth it. It can't be worth it. You are not selling your tickets to the opposing teams. Doesn't make sense if you root for the Cardinals. There was a lot of Green Bay fans out here. We got a caller on. Cherie Graham. Hi, Kwame. How are you? I am doing pretty good. I'm just talking some Cardinals football. It was a, um, how are you doing, first of all? <laughs> I am great, Kwame. You know, it's Monday. We are heading into week 17. I am ready for the playoffs to kick off. Now, I know, but I don't have a, uh, I got to make sure that the Cincinnati Bengals defense don't get all. This is, this is bigger than the NFL. This is my fantasy NFL. I got to make sure they don't get off because I'm up by 22 points. And, and when you know what the Cardinals did yesterday, they defensively, they put up 33 fantasy points. 33. That is balling on defense. Wow. But you know what that took? We, we're talking, you know, we, we're talking about them doing what they did in yesterday's game without one of their heart and souls of that secondary. Yeah, but you know, they were saying they, they were doing it for the Badger. Yeah, they doing yeah. it for the battle. That, that's unfortunate because that when that when that happened, and I heard about it. Well, actually, I saw it. And I said I thought it was his ankle, but he was able to walk. I said, "Uh oh, maybe it's the knee." But the Cardinals, they put up thirty three fantasy points and they had nine sacks, nine defensive sacks, an interception, and they scored on defense twice. That is a uh, plan at the playoff level, right? Absolutely. I will tell you, you know, when I look at this Green Bay team and and all the challenges that Aaron Rodgers has had this season with that offensive line and just trying to make that, you know, that just their their, their camaraderie stick, 
without, you know, some of his top guys and Jordy Nelson and other guys that they've had, you know, go down and come back. It was very, very tough for them yesterday. But And not taking anything away from Arizona, but when I look at what they did against the Green Bay Cardinals yesterday, looking at everything this morning and just going back over, you know, looking play by play at a lot of times that, you know, you, you saw Green Bay try and, you know, drive. And even when they got past the 50 yard line, I mean, it was very, very tough for them with this Cardinals defense. And, you know, as a team, as a, as a complete team, I think the Arizona Cardinals is, <clears throat> even when you look at the Panthers, I think that they are definitely much better than the Carolina Panthers as a complete team. I really do. Yeah, but hopefully they don't have to go on a roll. So the Carolina Panthers, each team has one more game. If they lose tonight, well, I'm sorry. If they lose next week, the Carolina Panthers, the Cardinals beat the Seattle Seahawks, which is a home game. They may have, they will have home field advantage throughout the playoff, which the Carolina Panthers controlled up until yesterday, losing that game and the Cardinals winning, beating the Green Bay Packers, thirty-eight to eight. Absolutely. And, and I agree with you with Aaron Rodgers, but you know what? I've seen Aaron Rodgers do great things with probably the same talent, but with a Jordy Nelson. So it, it's it's unfortunate, and then you the, the head coach took over the play calling uh, two weeks ago, and then these guys got onto a roll. But you're right, the Arizona Cardinals, their defense, their offense, their special teams, and all facets of the game, they are playing a lot better than most teams. And I I know in the NFC, in the NFC, they're probably the best team. And I'm not saying that Carolina Panthers won't get them a run for their money, or the Carolina Panthers, if they control the home field, might not win that game. But I look at what the Cardinals are going through and what they're doing. They won nine straight games. Carolina won 14 straight games before losing to the Atlanta Falcons yesterday. But nine straight games, that's on a roll. And 14 straight games, Absolutely. even in their 14 straight games, Cherie, people still thought they're not, the, they not a good team. I, I didn't, I didn't right. find that to be the case because how do you line up and play against some other grown men and win 14 straight games? Somebody has to beat you. And there was a chance when the New York Giants – came to Carolina, and they had to come back. It was 35-7. The Carolina Panthers right. had to well, come you back. Know, absolutely, and I'll take it a step further. I was at that Monday night game where it rained all night long, and the Carolina Panthers allowed the Indianapolis Colts to score 21 points on them in the fourth quarter to take that game into overtime. That tells me that's not a team that either they don't really have that formula to say, okay, you know what, we've been winning, but can we really get to that next level? Because come playoff time, no one cares about that regular season record and all the hype that you've gotten. It is zero zero, and we're here to play. There's like only one team hey, that guys, we're 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 back in the Grinches. We're here to play, regardless of how many games you won in the regular season. Period. Right, and there's only one team, only one team that cares about that undefeated season. That's the 1972 Miami Dolphins. Right. Who cares? Right. Who cares? And but they, but in their season it was fourteen and zero, and that at that time. So so the the uh, Carolina Panthers did match their fourteen zero undefeated season, but in the regular in, in the calendar year of of being undefeated, of playing sixteen games, the Green, the uh, New Orleans Patriots were the only one that did that. But you didn't win the big game, so you're right. You didn't win a big game. And speaking of the New England Patriots, what do you make of getting the corn toss, going in overtimes? Congratulations to the New York Jets. Todd Bowles have these guys playing at a whole nother level. But what do you make of a decision? We go into overtime, you get the you win the toss, you give it to the 
you're the New England Patriots. You got a high power offense. For the most part, you can get it done schematic wise. But you give the ball to the New York Giants and they come down to score and win the game. What do you make of that? That just that didn't make sense to me because I'm the Patriots. Well, you know, Belichick, unlike other coaches like your Chip Kelly, who will blame it on Deuce Daly, the running back coach, and other <laughs> he'll throw other guys under the bus. I Belichick know took the heat on it. He took the heat on it. He said it was his decision. Now, whether that's true or not, wait a minute. Do, it was it was Deuce's decision. No, but my point is, unlike other coaches, Belichick took the heat on it and said that I made that decision. I did it because I felt like it was the best decision to make. However, everyone is saying, I think that Matthew Slater was confused. I'll be honest with you, Kwame. I don't know if we'll get the truth. Is he taking that? Is he taking that bullet? Because unlike other coaches, like a Chip Kelly, to throw his players and other assistant coaches under the bus, Belichick didn't do that. So to be honest with you, we don't know what's the truth. Did he really make that decision? Well, or was Slayer confused? Yeah, I, well, I'm going to go on record because I did say that the New York Jets would beat the New England Patriots. I said this, uh, shoot, probably four weeks ago, but I didn't know it would be in this fashion. I didn't know it would come down to a a, a mental, <laughs> overtime. yeah, overtime mental mistake. A win is a win, mm-hmm. and, and when you look at what the New York Jets have done this year, top bowls, damn, who you give coach of the year to? Well, you might give, he can get rookie coach of the year because, this is his first head coaching job, and where he had these guys, and the decision he had to make with the quarterback, and what he's doing with that, uh, because they have, they had a starting quarterback who got punched in the jaw, and then you bring in Fitzpatrick, you bring in Fitzpatrick, and he never relinquished the job, and he said he has this team. What are the New York Giants? I think they are nine, nine and six. Mm-hmm. 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 Nine and six. Well, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, the Jets are still the Jets. They, they, you know, they could come out this week and lay an egg. And, and you and I both know that Rex Ryan is going to throw a lot at them. He knows his team very well. Um, it's not the entire team that he had, but he knows them very well. He knows their tendencies. So, you know, I kind of tip my hat to him because I think that he's going to give a lot to them that they're not going to be able to handle. We know the Bills are not going to the playoffs, but Rex can really ruin their chances. Oh, he would um, want to do that too. I, I have to, yeah. Oh, of God. Oh, well, he got he got to he got to get his team ready to play because all that Absolutely. talking here. The one he just shut up at the beginning of the season and put the product on the field and let it do what it does. Rex yeah. Ryan. Yeah. If Absolutely. you don't talk so much, then I mean, you making those guys, you know, making them write checks, cash checks that you're writing. Just let mm-hmm. those guys go out there mm-hmm. and play. Brandon, Brandon Marshall for the New York Jets, first player in NFL history with six 100-catch seasons. Could you believe that with all these great receivers that we have? Mm-hmm. He is the mm-hmm. first player, Brandon Marshall. Well, you know, what, what's even interesting is, is if we pose the question, how does Brandon feel now that he's not with Jay? This is, this is a year that he did not think – he was going to get traded, as we all know. Right, because you know he's and emotional, too. he did too. not think that he would even be separated from Jay Cutler. Right. But he has been, and look at the season that he's having. You know what? You're hitting on something. Yeah, you're hitting yet. on something. Because he was with Jay in Denver, right? And then went to Chicago with him. Absolutely. But that's a team the Chicago Bears is, they they distraught over there. That's a team that don't have any identity. None. <laughs> that is crazy. None whatsoever. 
But that, but, but you know what? I'll even go back to you know what you stated as far as coach of the year. And I'll be honest with you, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I think Mike Denver, Mike Denver is making a good case. Really? I mean, again, you look at the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Who are the Vikings? I mean, we knew we we knew what was going on with the situation with Adrian Peterson last season, and right. you know them being distracted whether they wanted to admit it or not. But this season. Look at this team. But is, is that cause is that raw favorites in the north or not? Look at how well he he at least has these guys prepared to play every game and playing hard. And aren't That's there, why I give him a case. Do who has a tiebreaker? Green Bay or are they ahead of Green Bay? Because they just clinched the playoffs yesterday too by beating the Giants. Now, is it because you talk about Mike Zimmerman? Is it because you didn't expect a lot out of Minnesota, and they are what they are right now, as far as a nine and seven. No, it's not. It's not because of that. I think that you know, in in the scheme of things, I think that Cincinnati's missing him. I mean, think oh, about yeah. what Pac-Man yeah. Jones just talked about three years ago on Hard Knocks, and how he finally started to become a man and know what he could do in this league and change his ways and mm-hmm. just his game because of Mike Zimmer not because of when he was in Dallas and the things that he was doing off the field. Things like that, when you hear that from players who respect this guy who's played under him, and I think we're seeing it now, even with Cincy. I, I have much respect for Coach Lewis, and, and we know you know, just how much you know, a lot of players have played under him and respect him, but I think the Bengals are missing Mike Zimmer. I'm with in, that defense, I am, and, and I, that's why I gotta, I have to give him a, a nod for you know possibly head coach of the year. Well, you, you, there's quite a few coaches. You're right. There's quite a few coaches. What he did with Minnesota, and then they planted a new stadium next year. But you, you mm-hmm. can look. You got Bruce Arians. You have. Uh, you could always throw Belichick in the mix of that. But you should, because you expect so much from Belichick, that's why I asked you on the other end of that question with the Minnesota Vikings. You expect so much from Belichick and New England Patriots. It, it does it become numb to not give it to him? You also have um, who else? You have um, the uh, what's his name in in Carolina? God, I can't think of his name. But he was a Chicago Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. You get you have him, coach of the year, uh, rookie coach of the year, top balls. It's a lot of coaches. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. I know. It's, it's a lot of coaches. I don't. Th- I don't think it's that you don't um, give the nod to your Bill Belichick's or. Even, you know, when you, like you said, when you talk about Bruce Arians, um, I mean, we know these guys are great. They're not good, they're great. But Bruce Arians did get it, though. uh, Ron Rivera, yeah, I I don't know about that. I really don't know. (laughs) I I don't know because sometimes, you know, I'll be honest with you. Let let me ask you this. Is it really the assistants who's coaching? Who's doing this this hard coaching? Is it the assistants? Right, it it is the assistants. Pete Carroll. It is the assistants. His assistants have done well when they left him. We see Hey, I'm gonna have to come on, uh, Sheree. I'm gonna have to come on your show because my show is out of time. But I will be back tomorrow. I'm coming on the wire to uh, Wednesday, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, Wednesday. If yeah. you have to come on this week, Kwame, I'm coming. Do. I'm coming. I'm coming on. We're gonna talk more football because my show's we on an are, hour. We are. And uh, unfortunately, I have to get out of here. Kwame, lots of sports talk. I appreciate Sheree Graham for calling in. Tune in to the show tomorrow. Thank you as always. It's always great. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Formula Sports Talk, we out. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN.
for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.